Welcome to TalkEerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie, PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. Fantastic weather, and I'm really uh, excited about uh, what we're doing here, uh, especially as, uh, you know, we're full swing with the political season and uh and right now in uh at the bayfront convention center we have shaney bills and intern sydney and uh trying to see if they're ready to go here um haven't heard from them yet so we're we're standing by for them to make a a new live report from the eric trump make america great rally that's supposed to be happening here at six o'clock. They're going to let folks back there at five. And some of the pictures that that Shandy is sending uh, show a line is starting to to come. Some of the re- supporters of President Trump, you know, are getting ready to go down there. And by the looks of this tent that they have set up on that uh, plaza, that's on the north side of the. Um, of the convention center is you have seats that are socially distanced from each other and um, and they're they're all spaced apart and uh, they're ready to do an event and it sounds like they've got music you know they've got a covering from the sun and so why don't we go ahead and uh, let's uh uh, take a listen. It's Shaney Bills live from the Bayfront Convention Center. Shane, how you doing? Hey, we're pretty good. It's yeah, it's really it's nice out here. We've got music going. We've got probably 250 chairs. So I'm guessing they probably have those measured out specifically. Uh, we are right in front of where they have all the TV cameras set up and the sound equipment. So we're in the back, and we're ready to watch what happens. All righty. So, Shane, have you been able to talk to anyone that were waiting in line to get uh, access here? And what you know, what is some of the vibe, the excitement that you're experiencing there? There's definitely a lot of excitement. Uh, the people are very happy to be here there's a lot of people asking if we you know want to work for the polls or uh join the trump campaign and help in any way um we just literally walked back here and got seated so in the next couple of minutes or so we'll we'll go around and we'll see who we can talk to but a lot of smiles a lot of red hats a lot of uh yeah a lot of excitement everyone seems to be be really excited to be here Alrighty, how about uh, media? Again, I, you know, again, this is Eric Trump. He's a surrogate for the president. Are we seeing anybody beyond the local media, or I mean, are you seeing any regional media? Maybe Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Buffalo. What have you seen so far, media-wise? So far, I am not. I am just seeing some of the locals that I do know, uh, a couple friends from the business. Uh, I only see, I think, five or six video cameras set up back here uh, and a lot of sound equipment and lights. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a whole production. It really is. They've they've got this wired. <laughs> wow. Okay. But I'm not seeing any out-of-town media, as far as I can tell, at least not yet. 
It'd be interesting to know, too, what the themes that Eric Trump is trying to portray on behalf of his father. What's going to be the true, you know, heavy bullet points that they're trying to communicate in a county like Erie County? You know, uh, because honestly, a lot of the talking points from four years ago would not necessarily be the ones for this year. Care to think, uh, talk about that at all? Yeah, well, I think that this is just a very different America at large than it was four years ago. Um, but certainly in Erie County, I think that it's more personal to them now. This election is more personal, you know, it, and that's partly because of where the economy is at now. It's partly, it's mostly probably because of COVID-19 and, and all of the chaos that has ensued with that. But it feels like it's a personal election. People are very, very invested in whomever they are voting for, and they have their reasons. So, yeah, I will walk around here pretty shortly and talk to some people and get their feelings on that. All righty. That sounds good. Hey, you break in any time. Just send me a text and we'll, we'll uh, take care of you that way. How's that? All righty. Sounds good. All right. Uh, Shaney Bills live from the Bayfront Convention Center. And uh, again, we're we're bringing all of our resources to bear here at Talk Erie, including sending our intrepid producer, Shaney, to the event uh, at the convention center. And uh, she'll uh, again, normally I, you know, normally she holds my hand through every little thing that I have to do here. So I'm, you know, I'm feeling not lost. But uh, she's doing doing the job for us so that we could have uh, eyes and basically ears down there and maintain our radio show. All right. Uh, get a hold of me. 814-679-1080. 814-679-1080. Dan is asking on our Facebook live feed whether the event from the convention center will be televised live. Well, since it's at 6 o'clock, I could, I could imagine that segments – of uh, Eric Trump's presentation might be live on the newscasts, um, but uh, I would imagine that you would have to uh, go to one of the social media feeds for that, or perhaps uh, even Cam. I, 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 you know, don't don't get me wrong. It may, I don't know if Cam is there, which is Community Access Media. Uh, they may be there to play this live. I don't know that, um, but she did say there's five or six cameras. And since there's only two uh, local broadcasters, it sounds like there might be a few more cameras either from other local entities or out-of-town entities that are there tracking with Eric Trump. And, and again, the, we, we're, we're not meaning to make this a big deal in a partisan way. We're making this a big deal because it's eerie having an event for the presidential election. This is the first one uh, that I can recall all – of 2020 all of 2020 now i you know beto was here last fall uh, didn't he go to no i don't even know if beto ever came to erie maybe he did maybe yeah maybe beto aurora came to erie in the fall and a couple other candidates came to erie uh in the fall but uh honestly this this is this is for this election cycle this is like the 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 first and biggest thing that we've had 
compared to you know what what we experienced in 2016 where we had significant numbers of events all the time and and even prior to that right we we kind of went through all that in the first hour of all the different times that we saw presidents and so on and so um yeah as uh i know they they're not expecting a ton of people they can't they can't accommodate a ton of people this is not a rally in the pre-covid sense right this is a socially distant rally and if i'm gonna i don't know if they posted the picture i need to get sid doing the the pictures on our facebook page but um uh the picture oh yeah they have they have a picture of the boat there they are there is a um there is a trump uh uh yeah there's they're posting pictures on our facebook uh feed if you go to facebook.com forward slash talk eerie, you can see a couple of the pictures here. But there's one picture here of, of the seating in, that they sent me. And again, it's literally individual seats that are six feet apart from each other, kind of like what you'll see on a, a typical press conference, uh, whether it's the president's press conference or, uh, you know, the governor's, you know, they have all of the people spaced out. And so they, they obviously can, they have probably about 250 seats for, um, you know, for this event here with Eric Trump down at the Bayfront Convention Center. All righty. Um, uh, we did get uh, word that uh, they're at 2.30 tomorrow, there's a virtual event that you can sign up for, but you need an invitation for it. Um, and so I think you'd have to probably, you know, email the Biden campaign on, from their website to ask to be a part of the live stream that uh, Dr. Jill Biden will be um, talking to folks in Erie at two thirty tomorrow, and so we'll uh, we'll uh, interest, interested in seeing what that all turns out to be. Um, sounds like it might be finishing right before we go uh, on the air. Uh, tomorrow but uh, today we've got folks live at the the live event at the Bayfront Convention Center where Shaney Bills and intern Sydney are uh, there covering that for us and we'll have more reports from them as they have them available I'm Joel Natale here it is 417 on Talk Erie on a Monday Uh, looking ahead to the rest of the week we're excited because um, we've got a, a few guests booked and more in play here, including uh, talking to uh, Dr. James Hodge from CORE at at uh, at uh, um, at Penn State Barron, and so he'll be our guest on Thursday. Uh, let's get a, a handle on some of the vibe and some of what people are concerned about uh, as they attend Eric Trump's rally, the Make America Great rally down here at the the Bayfront of Erie. Go ahead. All right. We've got Rick, Kasha, and Gary, and they're here to tell us why they're here. All right. So here's Rick. My name's Rick. I, for 66 years, I was a Democrat. I just turned Republican last year. As a Democrat, I voted for Trump and was actually taking a chance. He made a list on what he was going to do. I've never in my, I'm, 68 years old now never in my life have I seen a president keep to that list and do exactly what he says he was going to do or he was trying to do and 
What I mean by trying, it's of course the Democrats were trying to stop them. The party has left me, went way too left. And I'm, I, I voted for Obama, that was in 08, but I did not vote for him in, in, in 12. He did not keep to his promises. And the way he was going, he promised to bring people together. That didn't happen. It create, he more or less created and divided this country. Trump to me has brought this country together. He's not the one dividing this country. It's, it's the Democrats dividing this country. When you vote for a president, you wait for another four years. If you don't like what he's doing, then vote against him. That's the way this country's worked all these years. I'm also a veteran too. So I like to say most of us veterans, and I talk to them, I belong to the American Legion, and I'd say 80 to 90% of veterans stand for Trump. He stands up for the veterans, he stands up for the working people, and I am all in in 2020. All right, thank you for your service. Hey, Shane, I have a question Hi. for Rick. Real, yes. Real quick. Uh, okay. What, what, you know, it's one thing to vote for somebody. It's another thing to go to a rally and be passionate. Uh, can you ask him, you know, what brought him to, to make this passionate statement for uh, President Trump? Okay. He's asking me, uh, what brought you to make this passionate statement? President Trump mainly on what the Democrats are doing and and everything it's go I'm also in law enforcement I'm a retired police officer what's going on in these big cities the Democrat mayors the Democrat governors Trump has did everything to give them the help they need to stop this rioting they are purposely not stopping that because they think that's gonna help Trump not get re-elected. Actually, they're going to find out that's what's pushing this. We have to have law and order. And FOPs all over the United States is endorsing Donald Trump. And there's a reason for that. And we're seeing that reason every night on the news. But the mainstream media also does not give you all the news. There are places you can go to find out what's really going on. If people would do just a little bit of research, it's unbelievable on what uh, what Trump can accomplish. I think the gloves will be off once he gets reelected to stop all this rioting. Police officers, there's 14 of them that were killed in the past two months. This false narrative about unarmed blacks getting killed. There was nine in 2019. There was 19 whites in police incidents that were killed. Most of those, you have to take that individual, one incident at a time. Police right. officers don't get up in the morning to say, who am I going to kill tonight, an African-American? That just does not happen. And why people are believing the narrative that uh, Democrats are pushing on that is shameful. And Amen. as a law enforcement, I'm really, really been upset at that, and so is most of my colleagues. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Thank you for sharing Let's see if we can get, get one yeah, more in there. Certainly a passion response. Now, this is Kasha. Yes, and Kasha is going to give us her thoughts. My name is Kasha Ferry, and I'm actually from Crawford County. I'm from Meadville. And what I've seen with Trump is he loves this country and loves our children and loves our grandchildren. We went on a Trump run about 
two weeks ago, and there was 170 cars and motorcycles. And everywhere we went, 125 miles, everywhere we went, people were holding flags, jumping up and down. I mean, I got my prayers answered four years ago when he got it. I prayed that people would go back out and register to vote and vote. When they say, my vote doesn't count, well, it counted. Well, my brother lives in Erie County, and when I called him and said that Trump took Erie, he didn't believe it. Nobody believed that he was going to do this, and he did. I would just love to see what could happen in this country if they would work together, if he, the Democrats would actually do their job and work for their constituents and work for their people instead of working for their own pockets. We've got a lot of Republicans that aren't working on board either, but we've got a lot of them that are coming over. And I just praise God and thank him that Donald Trump, like I say, loves this country, loves our families, loves the family unit, loves the Constitution, and loves our religious beliefs. This is what it was founded on. I mean, this is what our founding fathers had established with this country. And that's why this country is the most wonderful country in the world. My family all came from Poland and they went back to Poland to visit. And my mother said, you know, we complain about this country. Oh my gosh, you need to go and spend some time in some of these other countries and realize women have only had the right to vote since 1920. My gosh. Like I say, I just praise and thank God every day. And I pray for him and I pray for his whole team. And we've got a really good team in there right now. Amen. So, like I said, I, I'm not from Erie, but I, I pray and thank that he took it last time and I pray that he takes more. Oh, and I wanted just to add another thing. I was in the Republican headquarters today. 528 new registered voters, Woo! Republicans. That's just in Crawford County. Amen. All right. Thank you so much. I got about a Definitely minute. Definitely a lot of impassioned responses well, here. Today. I have about a minute. I'm wondering if uh, if they would hang over for the for the news break here. Uh, okay. the, your third person there. But uh, really quick, 30 seconds. Um, why? Where did, can you ask her where that emotion comes from? The last. Okay. Yeah. Kasha, where do you think your emotion comes from? Ten. One minute less. Family and his love of family, his unity. But like I say, the love for this country, you can feel, he didn't need this. He didn't need this, he was a successful man. And he prayed about this, you know, there was a church in Cleveland that he said, the Lord is, is, is bringing me to this. And they prayed over him. And he doesn't want to talk about that. I don't know why, but like I said, <laughs> I told, I, I met Mike Pence four years ago when he was here. I shook his hand and I said, you know, Mike, I said, if God be for you, who be against you? And let's face it, let's face it, they thought they had it in the bag when they had so many people in the upper FBI working for them. Let's face it, if God is for him, it's like David and Goliath. <sighs> it uh, isn't, it's going to happen again. It's not, we can't give up. We can't give up. We have to fight. Thank you so much. Because this is what the commodity of people. We're going to a news break, but thank you so much. Yeah. Much appreciated. Thank you. All righty. Shaney Bills live from the Bayfront Convention Center. We've got to go to our news here at the bottom of the hour, but we're going to give you more of the sounds and really the passion that's coming from your uh, fellow citizens 
in our community at the Bayfront Convention Center for the Eric Trump Make America Great Again rally. Uh, Shaney Bills, our producer. Shaney, you're talking to some citizens there, and they're pretty enthusiastic about Trump's re-election. Very much so, yes. So now I have Gary here with me, and uh, let's get his thoughts. Hi, my name is Gary Quinlan, and uh, I grew up as a moderate Democrat from Boston, Massachusetts, under the Kennedy clamp. And growing up, I thought that was the only party in the world, or the United States, was the Democrats. But as I grew up and started my professional career, I finally decided that there was another party, it was the Republicans. And over the last, I'd say, 30 years, I kind of started testing myself to see whether or not I was a liberal, moderate liberal, moderate conservative, or ultra conservative. And I decided on being a moderate conservative because that's what I believe in. I believe that people should have to work for a living, like people that should not have a golden ticket for anything. And the more the left that we go with the Democratic Party, the more we're going to be like Venezuela and other socialist countries. I also feel that Donald Trump, our president, has a say-do ratio that is far beyond any president that's ever been elected before. His say-do ratio is close to 90%, whether it's through executive orders or whether it's trying to work with a, a discoordinated House of Representatives and Senate. The other thing that I love about him, he loves our country, he loves our people, he loves our military, and he loves, God bless, our police. And going forward, if we don't re-elect President Trump, which I know we will, I want that last seat in the Supreme Court filled with a conservative judge. And that will destroy almost any agenda that Democrats have. But you think about Joe Biden, 47 years, what has he done? What has Pelosi done? What has Schumer done? What has Congress actually passed in the last four years? Nothing. Not a thing. And I can always go back to when Donald Trump got elected. Who did they attack? They attacked Donald Trump's son, a 10-year-old. They attacked him viciously. They attacked his wife and his whole family. And what I'm nervous about is anarchy. We have anarchy in Seattle, Portland, New York City. And I hope that the Department of Justice says to them finally, you're, you're not going to receive any more federal funding and just stop it right away. Every one of those cities are run by a Democratic mayor. If you look at, look at uh, New York City, where did de Blasio come in running for president? Dead last. But he's running New York City. If you look at OAC, what is she doing? She's already telling us that we're going to be the most socialistic country next to Venezuela. And God bless Trump, God bless his family, and God bless this country. All right. Just, Thanks so much. Just a quick question for Gary. Does One follow-up. Yeah, does he feel like um, that the you know, as a moderate liberal, does he feel like the the Democratic Party has moved away from him? Uh, they are no longer moderate or uh, moderate liberal, but more to the far left. Do you feel like the party has moved away from you more into the far left? 
the Republican Party? The, the Democratic Party. The, the Democratic Party. The, Demo the Democratic Party is so far left that when Joe Biden gets in there, here's my prediction. Joe Biden will last in 100 days in office. Then Harris will come, will come over as president. And then the Congress, the far left part of Congress will, pull out, will push out Pelosi, they'll push out Schumer, and the Democratic Party will absolutely try to take over and turn this whole country into into a socialist country. It's, it's sad to say, but they're going to they're, they're destroy our family values. They're going to destroy everything that we've grown up to live for because of their own individual agendas. And oh, by the way, they don't get anything done. So... Alrighty, thank All right. you, Gary. Okay, thanks so much. Alrighty, uh, Shane, is that, that so? I'm hearing some pretty funky music out there. What, what's what's the vibe that you're picking up on? Well, I heard Janice Jobs a little in a little uh, <laughs> little while ago. It right. was really weird to hear myself echoing back at myself when I talked to you. Right. Um, yeah, Janice was playing a little while ago. Um, yeah. It's a good vibe. We've got one more person who's willing oh. to talk to us, too. And I think Kasha has something else to say, too. All right, hang on. Here we go. Here's yep. Kasha. Well, I just wanted to say, in the miraculous peace that is transpiring in the Middle East, has never, you know, we, we've never seen this before. You know, he seems to know how to come over to the other side, to shake hands, and, and to work with people. And, and just just even a dialogue. And I, I just think if we could have world peace, uh, definitely miracles are happening. So, that, and that, like I say, I, I see miracles happening just in, in people all around us. So, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. And who do we have here? My name is Rebecca. I voted for Trump in 2016 because I liked the fact that he was willing to fight for the country and the Constitution. But in the ensuing years, I've seen how the left has been playing politics. And the Bible says that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And I can't see how anybody can't see this. That the opposition to the Republican Party, the most of the Republican Party and Donald Trump, is to kill, steal, and destroy our way of life, our type of government, our families, and people. Because God help me, I'm not going to survive in a gulag or a concentration camp for re-education. So I just pray, I, I believe God has his hand on Trump. If for some unknown reason he doesn't, I'm, I'm in God's hands and that's all I can say. But I do believe that we've got it. They don't want, they don't want people to know, I think, how popular he is right now. More so, I think, in 2016. So God bless him and God bless America. All right, God bless America. All righty, uh, Shane, great, great interviews. I appreciate it. And, and we're going to open the, the phones up uh, lest there's some, some folks here uh, that uh, have a different view or want to, you know, want to confirm some of the some of the folks that are down at the Eric Trump rally. 814-679-1080. We've had a couple people call in and uh, uh, we'll, let's grab one right here. Collie, you're live with Joel Natale here. Shaney's down at the at the Bayfront. Can she hear us? She cannot. Not, well. Uh, well, I want you to ask Shaney 
is she going to convert? Is she coming back with a red hat on? Uh, uh, she she's enjoying the vibe for sure. She she loves you know what she loves I'll the event. I'll tell you one thing: I've been to a couple of those events, and those are the nicest people you'll ever meet. Believe it or yeah. not, boy, at a Trump rally, really great people, really super people. So I can feel the energy down there right now, and. Uh, some people have some very strong feelings there, Joel. Yes. Well, hey, I, I want to ask you because I trust your opinion. Um, you have, I mean, l- let's face it. We, there, you know, evangelicals, there's an article in the paper this weekend. Evangelicals are heavily moving towards President Trump, but not all. There are, there, there is, there is a uh, rumbling that, uh, you know, some, some, some folks that call themselves Christians that are, that are, uh, you know, active born again Christians are are not going to go for uh, the president this time around. Um, how 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 does that get rectified in your eyes? What's your opinion on all that? I know it's a well, really a tough question, opinion. huh? Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. I was surprised how many uh, born again Christians went for him the first time, and I don't believe he's done anything to lessen that in the last uh, four years. I don't know why somebody who was for him after uh, uh, 2016, what he could have possibly done. You know, I know he tweets mean stuff, whatever. Right, right. <laughs> Seriously. But, uh, um, you know, again, this guy, he gets things done. I've never seen a guy with more energy at his age. I don't know how he even does it, right? Guy goes, yeah. He gets like three hours sleep at night. He's flying around the country. I mean, <clears throat> I, I don't understand uh, I don't know that a president in my lifetime, they've all said it, but this is the guy that actually showed up at the uh, 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 rally for life, right? Right. That's true. First time first time ever. So, um, you know, let's face it. There are some uh, sects of Christianity that are very left, very liberal. Uh, they don't like him because they just don't like him. But, uh, you know, I mean, when that bishop, uh, the Episcopalian, Episcopalian bishop of D.C. came out, you know, made a comment about him being at that church after they tried to burn it uh, for the photo op. I mean, you know, he made it very clear that Donald Trump was not welcome there. And I can understand that wing, but the, the uh, evangelical born-again wing, that would, you know, I think most of the ones I know are, big trump supporters i mean you just yeah. heard that lady down there talking to shaney yeah he, yep that's that's i'm here you know? i'm hearing i'm hearing the, the the theme very very strongly and and again i think you're right it's even more intense in 2020 than it was in 2016 he was an unknown when it came to that that voting block hey i'm going to grab well, another call oh, go ahead one more where, thing where are you here hearing this by the way if i may ask well i'm i'm seeing voice. advertising i'm seeing advertising where where people you know there's billboards saying i'm a christian i'm a pro-life and i'm voting biden oh, you know don't I even mean, worry about that yeah it's like the same guy they had on there he supposedly voted for trump and was disappointed who didn't even vote last time you don't right. even know you know you don't know half the time what the story is up there yeah. right all right thank you stuff. sir appreciate it Bye. all right let's grab another call caller you're live with joel natalie on talk eerie Hey, Joel, how are you? That was just uh, Mr. Kerner, wasn't it? Yes, it sure was, yep. He's a, he's a good friend of mine. We're a couple years apart, but we used to work together, and uh, he, he's a good guy. Hey, I heard you ask him about uh, the evangelical Christians uh, supporting Trump and some of them not supporting Trump. Now, what I'm going to say is probably pretty unpopular, 
Well, it might not, might be, um, but it is my opinion. Now, I don't think that God is the mascot of the Republican Party, okay? I don't think he is for one party or another. I don't think it works that way. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. However, when you look at things that liberal Democrats support, abortion, they're not real big on uh, uh, freedom of religion. I don't see how any Christian could possibly vote Democrat without a great, great deal of self-deception. Hmm. That's you know my personal opinion. I just don't see how you can, if you are a true Christian. Now, there's, I mean, it's a label. It's a label. A lot of people running around there say that they are, and they, their lives don't equal what they say. But if you are a true Christian believer in Jesus Christ, there is no way you can support candidate candidates who support abortion. It just they don't. The two don't go together. I, so, I, my opinion. Yeah. I appreciate your thoughts. Uh, I, you know, it's it's interesting. We thought that we were through. I, I mean, we thought that this was at a fever, fever pitch with the, the moral majority, Jerry Falwell Sr. and so on. I think it's at a fever pitch now because you have you have a, um, you have a in some regard, you have a very unpopular president in some regards. Right. Uh, to the far left. Right. And, and you have you have uh, a difference happening in the church where where there's a lot more diversity of opinion uh, politically that's happening. And so it's like I you know, this this is a pretty um, intense time, I guess, is, is the, the kind word to say uh, about yeah, I, what's I, happening I, in, in evangelical circles, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yes, I, I agree. And I, I don't believe that everything Republicans do should be okay with a true Christian believer either. Mm-hmm. But when you come to a cup, when you come to some of the big ones, the Republicans fall on the right side and the Democrats definitely fall on the wrong side. I mean, there's, it's black and white. It's, it's absolutely black and white. No question. I appreciate you weighing so, in. Thanks so much for tuning in and, and, and sharing your comments. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Take care now. Thanks. All righty. It's uh, 679-1080, 679-1080. Uh, it is the first real event of the 2020 presidential election season, and it's uh, Eric Trump live down at the uh, uh, Bayfront Convention Center. He's not even there until 6 o'clock. Uh, but uh, our uh, intrepid producer, Shaney, and uh, our intern, uh, also intrepid, uh, Sydney, are down there uh, getting some voices and, and uh, getting a, a vibe. A lot of funky music going on down there, too. Really, uh, the, the political campaigns have come to life today as Eric Trump, the president's son, is, uh, um, is here in uh, Erie, Pennsylvania at the Bayfront Convention Center for a a speaking engagement at six o'clock. He's calling it a a Make America Great Rally. And we have our intrepid producer, Shaney Bills, live at the uh, event right now. And she's got a couple of young voices that she wants to share with us. Go ahead, Shane. Yes, we have two Mercyhurst University students. And uh, so first we're going to hear from Christian, who is from Buffalo. Yep. All right, let's hear what he has to say. Uh, hi, I'm Christian. Um, I'm an Intel major at uh, Mercyhurst University. I'm very happy to be here at the Trump rally today. Um, I just heard about it a few days ago, and I just came out with some friends. I'm really happy to be here. All right. And why are you here? What what made you excited to come to the Trump rally? 
Well, basically, I knew at my school that I was in the minority for being a Trump supporter, but that's okay with me. Honestly, I was one, I was like that in my hometown too. But um, I'm just glad to be here, just because I get to come out and support and meet a lot of uh, people that think like me. So it's nice to see some people that think the same way. All right. Are you meeting a lot of people your age? Um, surprisingly, not so much. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of um, I'm seeing a lot of adults. I mean, um, I've seen a few um, students from other colleges, but um, mostly it's just. Um, adults and stuff but um it's i'm trying to be the difference out here you know the next generation of trump supporters i'd say all right excellent okay well thank you for coming out joel do you have any questions for christian here yeah i i mean uh i wonder if uh he has been politically uh aware like for a long time or is it more recent okay have you always been kind of a political guy? Is that something that you've always been interested in? Or is it really just recent since Trump has been around? Well, I'd say I really started being more politically minded um, when Trump started his, um, when he started his term. Well, more so in the uh, 2016 election, just because um, I saw that um, some of the issues that I was interested in, like um, the right to bear arms, were there was potential infringement on that part. So I wanted to make sure that I was becoming a part of... Um, the effort to make sure that those rights were secured, and that's why I'm also a member of the NRA. So I'm, I stand on that as well. It's another reason why I'm here. All right, excellent. Thank you so much. And we've also got Christian's friend Connor is here as well, and uh, he's going to tell us about himself. Uh, my name is Connor. I'm a freshman at Mercyhurst. I major in cybersecurity, and I'm from Rochester, New York. Okay. And why are you here today? Uh, I'm here. I saw it on their event site uh, a few days ago, and I was like, wow, no way, Like, because I've never been to a uh, Trump event before. Being from New York, they don't have many. So I was like, I had to take advantage of it and definitely come out to it. Okay, and how about you? Have you been always into politics, or is this a kind of a new development? Um, I knew since, like, 2016-ish. I knew that, like, by this election here in 2020, I'd be able to vote, so I knew that I should really start paying attention to the previous election to know, like, who I should vote for this year and kind of just align myself more with one side than the other. And these past four years have shown me a lot that I'm definitely a Trump supporter. Okay, so this is really the first presidential election that either one of you have been able to be involved in, yeah. right? Yeah, no, definitely. All right. Hey, hey, right. Shane. Well, thanks so I've, much. And hold on one second. I've got, got a question, question for for Connor. Yes. Uh, if you could ask him, uh, if uh, uh, you know, tell him, ask him about how the conversations about politics go with his liberal friends. Are they very antagonistic, or are they with goodwill and uh, friendly and civil? Okay. Well, and this can go for both of you. Yeah. How do the conversations go? Uh, with your more liberal-leaning friends. What do they think of you guys coming here, number one, and, and how you're voting? Well, actually, um, someone very close to me, she is pretty liberal, and I, I asked her, like, you know, would you care if I came to this? And, you know, she was okay with it, and, I mean, I probably would have come anyway if she wasn't all right with it. But, I mean, I try to tend to stay, stay away more talking to it with them because they can get pretty upset sometimes and I just I don't like to get into arguments too many times with people so yeah so um, I'd say I'm pretty um, polarized in my political views I'm, I'm very right-leaning but I do have left-leaning friends uh, one of my close friends back at campus is actually more left-wing himself but um, 
I told him I was coming here. He's like, yeah, you know, have fun. You know, just uh, I'm not interested, but you know, you can go have fun. I don't like to start um, political arguments with people. I keep my opinions to myself for the most part. But um, on days like this, it's nice to come out and just show support. All right, excellent. Anything else for these guys, Joel? No, that's uh, it's a, it's amazing to me that uh, pretty much uh, you know if you're a conservative young person, you have to kind of stay quiet and look for that safe place to to have a conversation. Hmm. Yeah, that does seem to be an interesting thing that if you are a conservative voter, a conservative person in a university setting. It might be kind of awkward for you guys. You might be the odd men out, right? Oh, definitely. I, I actually, I found there's a club at Mercyhurst called the Republicans Club, and I emailed them to ask about joining because I knew, I know, I've known for years that like going to a college campus, being a conservative, you're definitely going to be in the minority. So I wanted to put myself out there and find other people that th that think like me, because I knew that there wouldn't be many, and I'd be the odd one out. <laughs> I find it's um, it's a little bit more difficult now being at college, uh, having to censor myself because I grew up in a small country town. I never really had to censor my opinions, but um, now like there's so many uh, new people, and um, it's just not everybody thinks like me. But um, so that's uh, goes back to the idea that I'm I'm not really I don't like to get into arguments with people. But um, yeah, it's definitely been um, an experience trying to you know see who agrees with me and see who doesn't, and just you know trying to censor myself in any way whenever I need to, like in class and stuff like that. So but I'm doing pretty well so far. Beautiful. All right. Thank you guys so much for coming out today and and sharing your thoughts. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Enjoy. So Shane, uh, uh, question for you. So, uh, did you notice that a bunch more people came in at five o'clock, or was it already full by five? It was pretty close to full, but now even these last uh, three rows really were mainly empty until now and uh, it's it's pretty full uh, every seat seems to be occupied mm. uh, there are probably people eyeing up my seat here <laughs> <laughs> right. um, but yeah it's it's nice and full there's a good crowd and it, everybody seems to be very passionate about what they're here for I want to ask you again about the media when when you were there before things started um, it was about six cameras uh, set up does it look now like there are, you know, people doing stand-ups or what have you from outside the community? I, I saw that uh, Ethan Kibbe from Erie News Now was there. You said uh, uh, Samir from Jet might have been there. Uh, who's doing stand-ups yeah, right now? Jill McCormick's here. Jill McCormick, okay. Um, honestly, I'm not seeing anybody from outside the community. Okay. It is all local cameras as far as I can tell. And um, it, but it's a good crowd. We had a question too: if, if somebody's good, if they're going to actually uh, like, is Cam there to broadcast this live, or is anybody doing like a Facebook live feed of this? Or I know we don't have a camera to do that, but uh, wondering if you know, somebody else is asking if they're because of the because of the limitation of the two fifty, you know? Right. Um. I don't know okay. the answer to that question. I, I could ask around and see if anybody is doing a Facebook Live. I'm happy to go Facebook Live, too. I can I can post some video here. All right. Well, I mean, it's up to you. I, I, I understand that he's not even going to start speaking until maybe 20 after 6 or so. So that's like another another hour plus. Um, but, yeah, uh, again, as as... As uh, rallies go, and you've been to a lot of them. I mean, you went to mm -hmm. 
you were inside for Trump with 9,000 people last time around, right? Or did yeah. you no? Oh, yeah. Or were you outside? Did you get inside? No, I was outside last time. I was inside uh, when he was here in 2016. For 2016, okay, that August. Right. Uh, I mean, this is a totally different vibe because of the COVID regulations, right? It really is. I am sure that there would be a lot more people here if they would allow it. Right. I'm positive of that. Um, just judging by the amount of people that were here when President Trump was here last time, uh, that was it was overwhelming how many people were hanging around outside. So, and again, this is the president's son, and, and he and and not 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 anything against Eric, but he's the second son. So it's not even Don Jr. You know, but there's there's energy there. I mean, we've been hearing it like crazy. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, all right, so um, right now, basically, people have to kind of stake out their seats, and and uh, what about mask wearing? I'm hearing some some of the, the television commentators saying uh, that the masks aren't necessarily required under the tent, but if you need to go to use the bathroom inside the convention center, you're you're, you're masked up. Um, are you yes. are you seeing masks or not so much? Not so much under the tent, no. Uh, if you do go inside the convention center, yes, they are requiring you to wear a mask back there. Um, but under the tent, no. Um, are you feeling... Not a whole lot of masks. There are some. Are you feeling safe there, or is it a little worrisome for you? I'm a little uncomfortable when we are doing the interviews, <laughs> because my arm is only so long. Right, That's and you have your mask on, though, right? Uh, on and off, it's kind of hard for people to hear me and understand me over top of all this noise. So, right? No, not really. Okay. So it's a it's a little weird. It's definitely out of my box. Yeah, I, and sure. I and I apologize. I don't. You know, maybe we'll have to figure out another way. To, you know, with maybe a, a boom mic or something like that to do this. Yeah, you know, that's what we need. I was actually thinking that when I was interviewing the one kid um, that I could really use a Bob Barker mic right now. <laughs> right. You know, the really long The really long mics, mics yeah. <laughs> well, I, I yeah. think if we just if we just gave you a boom mic stand, that might that might help. That's what the TVs yeah, have been doing good. during COVID, right? So, all righty. Well, stay safe. Keep that mask on. Uh, you know, and, and hopefully um, you're able to maintain some social distancing as well. So, all righty. Um, uh, le let me go to my break and, uh, you know, text me if you have something new. But uh, there are there is some breaking news that we're going to get to. Yes, indeed. Governor Tom Wolf did uh, veto that high school sports attendance bill. You've been listening to The Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from TalkErie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at TalkErie.com. <laughs>